Hey, hey, welcome once again, my friends. This is yours truly, Brother Craig Sims. Just want to welcome you once again to the Christian Walk Podcast. Today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the importance of having hope. You know, nowadays, we see so many people lose hope and give up. Some even result to suicide. Some result to turn into drugs. Some result to turn to alcohol and what have you. You know, it's very important that we don't give up and lose hope. So we're going to examine, first of all, what is hope? Why people lose hope? And when they do lose hope, what happens? So with that being said, we're going to start from Romans 5 and 1. It says, we have been made right with God because of our faith. So we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through our faith, Christ has brought us into the blessing of God's grace that we now enjoy and we are very happy because of the hope we have of sharing God's glory and we are also happy with the troubles we have why are we happy with troubles because we know that these troubles make us more patient and this patience is proof that we are strong and this proof gives us hope and this hope will never disappoint us we know this because of God has put out his love to fill our hearts through the Holy Spirit he gave us. And I was reading there from the ERV version. So it said, first of all, what is hope? Well, in the Greek, the word hope means expectation. It means the act of the or the state of expecting, anticipation. So it's not like wishing. There's a dif- difference between wishing and hoping. And secondly, why is it so important that we have hope? Well, because without hope, we would fall into despair. You know, that's total loss of hope, usually accompanied by apathy and low spirits. Some people call it depression. So it's very important that we have hope. Without hope, people sink into a depressed, a state of depression. And we're going to visit two examples in the Bible, two men of God actually. One, he fell into a state of depression and the other, he overcame victoriously because he didn't allow himself to sink into the state of despair. And the first example would be that of Elijah the prophet. And we're going to be coming from 1 Kings 19, starting at the first verse to the 21st verse. And I'm reading out of the King James Version. It says, And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. Now, it's very important to note here that Elijah had just won a great victory over all the false prophets that were serving in the land at that time. And it says, and without how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And verse 3 says, And when he saw that, he arose and went for his life, and came to Bathsheba, which belonged to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, and came and sat down under a juniper tree, and he requested for himself that he might die, and said, It is enough. Now, O Lord, take my life, for I am not better than my father. See, Elijah was so frustrated and depressed and discouraged, he had lost all hope. 
he asked God to take his life. He had had enough and felt as though it was better to die than to deal with the current situation. You know, a lot of people say Elijah had become suicidal. Well, somewhat, but suicide is when a person want to take their own life. He asked God to take his life. He was completely frustrated and discouraged. Verse 5 says, And as he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold, there an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. And he looked and behold, there was a cake of bacon on coals and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink and laid down again. See, our God is faithful even when we feel Hopeless, he doesn't abandon us, but is gentle and loving towards us. Elijah eventually came out of his state of hopelessness with God's help. You know, Psalm 46 and 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in the time of trouble. We see that even this great man of God who performed countless numerous miracles and who was considered one of the greatest prophets if not the greatest prophet in the Old Testament, became depressed, he became discouraged, and he became somewhat suicidal. He fell into a state of hopelessness. So we see that even the best of us can fall into the state of hopelessness. But thank God that our God is our help. He is our strength, and he's very present in the times of trouble and he won't abandon us in this hopeless state now our second example would be that of david and we're going to be coming from first samuel 30 starting at the first verse and we're going to read to the to the 19th verse and it says and it came to pass when david and his men would come to ziglag on the third day that the amalekites had invaded the south and ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire and had taken the women captive that were therein. They slew not any either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city and behold, it was burned with fire and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captives, Ahinim, the Jezreelites, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David, now get this, it says, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord is God. So it says, they are revisiting. It says, and David was greatly distressed for the people speak of stoning him. And I just want to make this point right here that people are fickle. You know, the word fickle means liable to sudden unpredictable change. That's why the Bible tells us not to put our trust in people. You know, people can change. I often say people are like the weather. You know, people will love you one minute and then hate you the next. But God's love is constant and never changes. So that's the difference between God and people. And we have to be careful not to put too much trust in people. Psalm 118 and 8 says, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. 
See, we can put our trust safely in God and he won't disappoint. But people will disappoint us sometimes. I'm not going to say every time, but sometimes people will disappoint us. And then it says, but David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. And I just want to make another PowerPoint right here. It says, sometimes we must encourage ourselves. You know, there will be times in life when we find ourselves by ourselves, there will be no external support, no pat on the backs, no shoulders to lean on. It is then we must draw strength from within and hope in our God who is the source of our strength. Now this very same David, he penned Psalm 43 and five. Look what he says. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my continence and my God. Now see, sometimes we have to talk to ourselves. Some, sometimes we have to encourage ourselves. Sometimes we have to speak to ourselves. You know, the Bible says there's death and life in the power of the tongue. You know, I love it when David says, when he talks to his own self, he says, Why thou cast down, O my soul, and why thou disquieted within me? Then he says, Hope in God. He tells himself, Hope in God. And then he says, For I shall yet praise him i love that word yet that means in spite of i'm gonna praise god in spite of the situation and circumstances we may face in life we have to give god a yet praise that's a in spite of praise the way things look what's going on what has happened we should always the bible says i will bless the lord at all times and this praise should continually be in my mouth moving on to verse 7 it says, and David said to Abinathar, the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abinathar brought the other, the ephod to David. Now the ephod, it was a chest piece worn by the priest, which contained the Urim and the Thummim. And these were stones used to decide important matters. Verse 8 says, and David inquired at the Lord, saying, shall I pursue? After this troop, shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou should surely overtake them, and without fear recover all. So we see here that David saw direction for God when he was in a seemingly hopeless situation. And see, that's what we have to do. As long as God is on the throne, there's always hope. We have to seek God when we fall into these situations or these circumstances that seem hopeless and God is able to bring us out with great victory so David it says verse 9 so David went and the 600 men that were with him came to the brook Besor where those that were left behind stayed but David pursued he and 400 men for 200 abode behind which were so faint they could not go over the brook Besor and they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David and gave him bread and he did eat. They made him drink water and they gave him a piece of cake of figs and two clusters of raisins. And when he had eaten, his spirit came again to him. For he had eaten no bread and drunk any water three days and three nights. And David said unto him, To whom belongest thou 
Whence art thou? And he said, I am a young man of Egypt, serving to Amalekite, and my master left me because three days ago I fell sick. Now, it's important to note that the Egyptian slave master left him to die. David, on the other hand, fed him and gave him water, even though he was an enemy. He was with those who had burned Ziglag. And then verse 14 says, we made an evasion upon the south of the Cherethites and upon the coast which belonged to Judah and upon the south of Caleb, and we burned Ziglag with fire. Now, some people would have killed this man at this point, but David operating in the wisdom of God, and David said to him, Canest thou bring me down to this company? And he swore unto me, he said, Swear unto me by, by God that thou would neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master, and I will bring thee down to this company. So we see that this guy undoubtedly was an unwilling participant. He was a slave. He had to do what his master told him to do. But God strategically placed this man in position that he would help David. See, sometimes we never know where our help is going to come from. Sometimes God will use an enemy to help us. That's why we have to, the Bible say, love our enemies. When they hungry, feed them. When they thirsty, give them drink. Amen. Verse 16 says, And when he had brought him down, behold, there was spread abroad upon the earth, eating, drinking, and dancing because of the great spread that they had taken out of the land of the Philistines and out of the land of Judah. And David smote them from the twilight, even unto the evening of the next day. And there escaped not a man of them, save four hundred young men, which rode upon camels and fled. And verse 18, I love it, it says, And David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives. And verse 19 says, And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spawn nor anything, that they had taken, David recovered all. See, just because things may seem hopeless doesn't mean that they are. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. We can't allow what we see with our natural eyes to cause us to become discouraged. We have to remember that the God of hope is still on the throne. My last scripture is Psalms 27 and 13. David said, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. David said, I would have gave up if I wouldn't have believed. And what's that? That's hope to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So listen, hey, believer, keep the hope. Keep hope alive, as they would say. You know, the God of hope is still on the throne. Thank God for tuning in once again to the podcast. Listen, pray for your brother, and I'll be praying for everyone out there. Be blessed in Jesus' name.